0: Welcome everyone to the Wednesday edition, to think about that for a second, of the Markets in Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. A lot to get to on this Wednesday's pod. We're going to start with Housing Starts, which as long as I've been kind of following housing news, which is just over a year right now housing starts has always been the big stat that everyone looked to so when the housing data came out yesterday morning and it showed that housing starts had beat the forecasts and was up 6.3 percent month over month that we'd be celebrating that but for some reason the press as they like to do focused on the negative aspect of the report saying oh man look at building permits they are down I don't know why they choose to focus on the bad. I know, I know, right? If it leads, it bleeds, or if it bleeds, it leads. That's the phrase I was going for. Bad news is what, for some reason, gets clicks. Uh, But I like to focus on the good. And so the good news, like I said, housing starts jumped month over month 6.3%, beating both the consensus and the forecasts, and more good news, up 29.1% year over year. So here is what the press Decided to focus on building permits fell 5.1% in June, but of course was still up year over year, 23.3%. Housing completions also fell, smaller number, only 1.4%, but was up year over year 6.5%. Now, it's important to note because everyone does like to focus on the most popular aspect when it comes to building. That is single family and the single family category mirrored the overall categories with a month over month gain of 6.3% with regards to starts and building permits fell 6.3%. But I mean, here's the thing. Commodities, most importantly, lumber has been skyrocketing As we all know, we've talked about it here on the podcast before for the first half of the year. So it makes sense that a lot of these numbers would be down, but starts weren't. And the fact that we saw a big jump, or I should say a good jump with regards to starts, but I think building permits are going to lag behind starts. Because if you think about it, we saw a lot of builders say, you know what? I'm not going to build. I'm going to wait for lumber prices to fall. And what's happening? Lumber prices are falling. So they're saying, okay, let's start these projects. But they want to see where they go before they move on to the next project and start applying for these permits. So I think next month is going to be very important. Because we're really going to feel the impact, um, I believe, of the lumber price collapse, which we have been seeing happening. And so if we see starts once again go up, and hopefully building permits will jump. But I don't think we have the whole picture just yet. Because housing, or I should say lumber prices, didn't start dropping until June. And so there's going to be a little bit of a lag there. But the fact that housing starts were up. I will take as good news, okay? No doubt about that. Now, on its face, one of the other big stories on Tuesday was rent prices, CoreLogic reporting in its monthly CoreLogic Single Family Rent Index jumped 6.6% in May. Now, you would think, wow, that's horrible. And yeah, let's face it. I mean, rent's going up that amount, especially when you look at last year. So in May 2020, 1.7% year-over-year growth. Now, you would have thought that number might have been negative because we were still kind of in the thick of it with regards to COVID, but now here we are looking at 6.6%. But here is the silver lining that I found in the data, and that is the price growth showed a direct correlation with incomes, meaning the most expensive rents saw the biggest jump in prices, not just the biggest jump, but also the biggest jump in, in, in price growth. So the higher percentage. So the highest price tier saw the biggest jump, 7.9% increase year over year, followed by the middle or the high to middle priced at 6.2%, lower middle price at 5.8%, and the lowest price saw the lowest price growth at 4.6%. So that to me is the silver lining, is that what's one of the big stories that we have seen reported and we've talked about here on the pod like everything else, if it's happening in housing, we're talking about it here on Markets and Mortgages, that is that people are getting priced out of the housing market. And so if you're priced out of the housing market, you can't buy, you got to rent. And so you see a big jump like that and you think that's horrific, right? So if people who are trying to buy can't, they're priced out of the market, they have to rent and then the rents are shooting up. But when you look at the data, you realize that the lower priced rentals, which more than likely people who are getting priced out of the market are going to be, they're not facing the brunt of the increase. So yeah, 4.8, or excuse me, 4.6%, nothing to sneeze at, but 4.6% is a lot better than 7.9%, which the higher price tier is seeing. Now, I know you want to know where were the biggest jumps in rents. And I'll tell you something uh, Horace Greeley's famous phrase, go west, young man, apparently is quite popular. People are finally listening to that advice because it was all west, it was all in the western part of the United States. For example, Phoenix, Arizona, 14% year over year jump. Tucson, Arizona, came in at number two with eleven point one percent, and Las Vegas saw ten point seven percent growth year over year. Yeah, I mean, you know, we keep hearing about this exodus, and I, I get it, it's mostly California, but there are still people in the West; <laughs> they're just not in California, apparently. They are in Arizona, but that's not the number one place. No, according to the Wall Street Journal, Realtor.com's Emerging Housing Markets Index, the place that is number one. Now, of course, this is emerging housing markets, so smaller markets, but the place that's number one, Billings, Montana is number one, Uh, and I I think it's a quarterly report that comes out, Uh, but Deb Parker, broker and owner of Parker & Company Real Estate Services and Billings, said, quote, I cannot believe, or excuse me, I believe Montana's truly been discovered. I've never seen so much cash in our market. The average single-family home sales price was $376,248. That is up 30 Two percent from a year earlier. Now, here's one of the reasons why you're seeing a lot of activity. In some of these emerging markets, Daniel Hale, chief economist at realtor.com, said that home prices in the top 20 markets in the index have risen 13.7 percent on average in the past year. And this beat the 8 percent rise for all 300 areas they look at in the index. But he also noted that the top 20 areas still had a lower median listing price than the market overall. And that's something that's kind of fascinating about what's happening in housing is that usually when we talk about hot housing markets, it's, it's places, you know, like Las Vegas, uh, or places in California and sure those places are seeing a lot of growth, but usually it's the coasts and then middle America gets left behind. But what we have seen with this market time and time again, this is being reported over and over again, is that middle America is participating and in some cases leading This hot housing market. We've talked before about the data that shows that some of the lowest priced homes are the ones they're seeing the most appreciation. And in fact, some high end neighborhoods in this country are actually seeing depreciation. And so it's a very interesting time when it comes to a hot housing market, because like I said, in the past, it's always been kind of the coasts. But yeah, I mean, they're still doing well, but you're really seeing some tremendous growth in these emerging markets. That's why this index was created recently with uh, the Wall Street Journal and Realtor.com. All right, short podcast today. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. And remember, don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.